Hello and welcome to the October 23rd, 2020 edition of Real Health for Real Living. My name is Tony Marciano, President and CEO of Charlotte Rescue Mission, and the title of today's podcast is The Rotary Four-Way Test. Let's get started. The four-way test has been a part of Rotary for over 70 years. The author is Herbert J. Taylor, who wrote the test not for Rotary, but for a troubled business he had taken over. In 1932, Herb took over a nearly bankrupt cookware manufacturer called Club Aluminum Company of Chicago. The company owed $400,000 more than its total assets and was barely afloat. He took an 80% pay cut and invested thousands of dollars of much-needed capital into the company to cover operating expenses. Looking for a way to turn around the culture of the company, Herb searched for a means to inspire his employees to build a better connection with customers. Herb first wrote a statement of the things employees should think, say, or do in their business dealings. The four-way test of the things we think, say, or do. Is it the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? Will it put goodwill and better friendships? Will it be beneficial to all concerned? Many were skeptical of the four-way test. One colleague told Herb that if he followed the maxims, he would starve to death. Others dismissed the test as naive and simplistic. Nevertheless, Herb made the four-way test the basis for decisions, large and small, at Club Aluminum. He promoted it among all of his employees. From advertising to production to sales, all company actions were measured against the four-way test. Just five years after Herb instituted the test and still deep in the depression, the company's indebtedness was paid off. For many years into the future, the firm earned millions in profit. In 1942, Rotary adopted it as part of its culture. I've had a few instances where I've had to implement the four-way test. More recently, was on a phone call with a colleague. He was talking about another organization that had two changes in leadership in a brief period. All he said was that the first leader only lasted a short time. I wanted to correct him. Note, my personality in the disc is high C, that is correctness. While he was correct, it was also a lack of information. I knew more the background of the story and wanted to make myself feel important by pointing out the error of his ways. That sounds like a page out of the Dale Carnegie book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Let's look at it through the eyes of the four-way test. Is it the truth? Yes. I had information that was not being disclosed. Is it fair to all concerned? I felt it was fair. He needed to know the full story, the backstory. I was sure about that. Would it build goodwill and better friendships? No, I knew that. Is it beneficial to all concerned? No. I would make myself feel superior and make him look inferior. I would not be building a bridge in our relationship. Instead, I would build walls with a moat filled with alligators. I never said anything. I listened to his comments and we continued on with the conversation. Point three of the four-way test has helped me pause and not give into the temptation of being right. It's really asking you, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Let me encourage you when you are ready to fire back that response of the things we think, say, or do. Is it the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? Will it build goodwill and better friendships? Will it be beneficial to all concerned? I'll be back in two weeks. Until then, live well, my friend.